welcome to the Exit Mindset Podcast. I'm Ramakali. 15 years ago, when I was trying to sell one of my companies, I couldn't get what I thought was the right price for it. I realized I had things set up the wrong way, even though the company was profitable. So I spent years researching and studying exit strategies to improve my company's valuation. I discovered that the same process that improves valuation would improve business profitability and give me more free time. I'm here to show you what I have learned. You see, the best way to grow your business is to look at it from the perspective of someone who's going to buy your company. Once you start thinking that way, magic happens and you start seeing things you could not see before. But that's not all. I also discovered the three principles that you must know to command a better price for your company. The three principles are, first, the product, second, the infrastructure, and third, the conversation you have with the consumer. Once you master these three principles, you will be on your way to increasing your profits, your company valuation, and get more work-life balance. So listen in and learn how you can do that. I will teach you through this podcast, Lessons from the Trenches, and we will have a dialogue with some of the greatest minds on the planet. Today's episode, it is a mistake to spend more time on your business. So let's be clear. If you're in business, you and I know fully well that you have to spend time on your business to be able to grow it. The myth of, uh, I'm just going to spend a couple hours a day and I'm going to have a very, very successful company. That doesn't exist in the real world unless you build a company that has the exit mindset in mind and you end up be able to afford to spend the time or little time on the company that you are looking to, to have. So when we say it's a mistake to spend time on your business, what I mean by that, it is a mistake to spend time with an owner's mindset rather than a buyer's mindset in your company. So typically the owner mindset in here relates to you working in the company as opposed to the buyer mindset, which is you're looking at things that can scale up your company that make it more valuable in the buyer's eye. What I found out over the years that most people that advocate their coaching programs will give you all sorts of workflows to do in order for you to achieve an objective you're looking for. But as you go through the processes that they give you, you find out that you have even more work when you follow those processes. And now you spend more time in fulfilling the workflows they've done for you. And the reason for that is that no one business is the same as the other business. Everybody's different. And a lot of those workflows relate to processes that may apply to one company but don't really necessarily apply in the same way to the next company. Something could be skipped, something needs to be increased and added to, and on and on and on. And when you get that kind of homework that is extensive and very specific with all sorts of workflows in it, you end up being between the trees rather than overseeing the forest and see what the landscape looks like. As you know, spending the right time on your business could be the factor that takes your business to the next level. But the question starts to be, Are you working on key objectives or are you muscling your way through the day-to-day work that can be achieved by a lower-level employee? What I mean by that is that some of the things that you do day-to-day, if you look at it, it really has a lower pay grade than yours. You're supposed to be working on growing the company. You're supposed to be creating infrastructure. You're you're supposed to work on the conversation, making sure that it's the right one for the consumer. You're working on the product. These things are not easily achieved by people that are not necessarily at your level because you're the one who built the company and you or you're the one in charge and you've gone through the over the years with the, with through the company and through the motions to understand what goes on. 
So when you are working on things that are not necessarily what you're designed to do and that you could get somebody else to help you with, you end up basically getting paid for the smaller jobs. So the lower jobs that are not necessarily yours should be given to the people that can handle them. Low as in bad. What I mean by that is the specialty level on that job could maybe below you at this point because you've grown to the point where you don't need to do that enable in order to be able to move the company. Somebody else can do it while you do something bigger. Let me extend that point a little bit further as far as the lower level employee. When I mean that, so for example, it could be a, a VP in the company that could be the lower level employee next to you because you are the CEO of the company. Or it could be as simple as the person doing the mail. So if you're handling the mail in the day, you just lowered your time rate from what you earn or should be earning to what you pay the person doing the mail. Nothing wrong with the person doing the mail. It's just that their skill level is not there yet in comparison to yours. So what you want to do is make sure that you're utilizing your time in the right way with everything you do. And remember, with the exit mindset, it's all about using the right time for the right plan, taking the right actions. And this is something we're going to focus on a lot in the coming days and years. The reason company buyers look for self-running companies is because they don't want to have to do the work themselves. So they, they want to be able to delegate. They want to be able to have people doing the work. And if you've done a good job by delegating the tasks that need to be done by others and not you having you doing it, the buyer of the company is going to look at it the same way. He's going to go, well, that's an enterprise I could have because I don't have to get in there and start doing everything. And even though the company was successful, but I'm looking at the current CEO of the company or the current owner of the company, and he's doing all that work, and maybe I don't want to do that. But the opposite is also true. There is also a saying that if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. Well, it's a true and a false statement, because in some sense, it is true that the things you got to do, or you want them done right, you got to do it. But which thing you're trying to do that you've done right? Is it something you should be doing or something you shouldn't be doing? Is it a job that you can give to somebody else, delegate it? And some one of your employees, one of your vendor partners, somebody else, you can write a check for it, somebody else to do it. Is that possible that this item can be done by them rather than you and done right? And maybe perhaps you can supervise the final result and see if that ended up being right or not for your liking? Or is it something that you have to do because it matches your skill level and your expertise on the on with regards to what the company does and your ability to comprehend all the variable needed? to make sure that this thing is placed in the right order and in the right place in the company. You have to evaluate all these things. The other thing you've got to look at, you have to ask yourself, if you have a self-running company and you, have, you delegate, are these delegations applicable to all of the three pillars of the exit mindset? For example, are you delegating the parts of your exit product in a way that gives you the ability to create and to innovate, and to create better offering for your company? Or are you just doing most of the work yourself? When it comes to the infrastructure, are you building it while delegating the parts that need to be delegated to others? Are you in every part of the infrastructure building? Do you have a manager that would be able to kind of go in and see if they could create something for you that creates a part of the infrastructure that could be self-running without you doing anything, and they just report to you the result? Same thing with the conversation. Do you have a marketing team? Do you have a branding team? Do you have a team that looks that can help you parse these things out? And then you can take a look at the results and work with them on making sure that it gets better. 
So delegation doesn't mean you ignore things. It simply means that you allow people that can do the work for you, do it while you're in charge of overseeing the entire process from the beginning to end without being in it in full. Doing all that not only makes your business more attractive to a potential buyer, but if done correctly, it also provides you with the freedom and flexibility to be more efficient and able to scale. But remember, it's not just delegation. It is delegating the right work to the right people. So an often quoted statistic from the late London Business School professor John Hunt says that truly 30% of managers believe they can delegate well, and only a third of them are considered a good delegator by their team. Delegation is a vital tool of management that not enough people do well. Another statistic for you. Did you know that 81% of business owners work nights and 89% work weekends? Why is that? What makes it worse, the average owner of a small business receives a salary of just under $70,000 per year. That is equivalent to a job for all the work that they do. Now, granted, some people are happy with that, but if you're looking to scale and you're looking for a business that is going to be sellable, you must look for more than $70,000 per year in annual income. Many business owners go into business because they want financial independence. Guess what happens? Exactly the opposite. They end up being a servant of their business in ways that they never expected because now they're tied to the business and they're not making as much money and they're stuck. And if you look at the root factors of that, it is really simply them not applying many of the principles that the exit mindset talks about. And granted, they're not aware of them, maybe because they don't aware, they're not exactly aware of what to do about it. But the reality of it, if they apply all the principles as far as the product, the infrastructure, and the conversation, and they do it relevant to their particular business, they can easily increase their return on the business, their income, and the price they can sell the business for. In our companies, we hire people and we delegate responsibilities to them. By delegating them, they create the system, the infrastructure we need from them. And it's not just about doing it and telling them, it's about observing the results and having accountability. And of course, all these things have different podcasts. We're going to be talking about them, such as accountability, how you delegate, how to do certain things. We're going to continue the dialogue because that is one of the most important things you can do in a business. And when it comes to people like us, if you're running a company or a running business or you want to run a business, you always find out that you're the one who wants to do everything. And it is a type, and that's the type that the business owner is, is the one that wants to do things. So from my experience, if I'm given something, typically I want to finish it. Sometimes it ends up not finished because there's so much on my plate that I can't even get there. But when it comes to being able to be effective and productive, I always ask myself the question, can I finish this or not? And the answer, perhaps not, is going to sit in the pile and I find somebody to give it to. So that's some of the things that I do on a day-to-day basis that I've done over the years. And you can use that as an exercise is that just when you get something, ask yourself, is this something can be done? within the realm of all the work that I have? Or is it something going to sit in a pile? If it's going to sit in a pile, who can do it and go from there? Also, I've used delegation over the years as a tool of empowering employees. You have to understand, most of your employees want to grow and want to learn more and want to be able to do the job. If you're doing everything or taking care of everything, if they have to rely on everything, you're not going to be able to get there. They're just going to be dependent on you. Is that a company you can sell? Is that a company that's scalable? Of course not. That's not going to happen because they're going to wait for you. And by the way, that has happened in the past. All the things I tell you, these are through 
tried and true experience that happened. I look at it, I do things and I go, what has happened here? Why is it in, why I have to do this when I have five or six or 10 people or 20 people that can do that job? And I realize sometimes it's my fault that I've done that. So over the years, I've learned to go out and give those jobs to others that can do it. And by the way, challenge them to do it. And I find a lot of gratification in the fact that they're doing it themselves rather than me doing it for them. Because people, when they do something, they feel a sense of accomplishment. So delegation really is an important factor in growing the right people and growing, growing the right leaders that you're looking for in your business. And I had many situations where I challenged people and I found out that they were able to do more and became leaders. And I did not expect them to. What I expected from them is that they would just do the job, but they did it so well that I discovered they have talents that I did not even know before. So one of the things you're going to find that when you start delegating is that you're going to find leaders in your organization or your business that you did not expect that they would do what they did for you in that particular job. And then you give them the next one. And that's where you being attuned comes into play. So the more attuned you are, the more you're going to be able to capture and harness that great energy that some people have. And the last point I would mention on that is that when you delegate and people do the job, you're going to find that people trust the process more because they've signed in, they know it, they understand it, they get into it, and they're enjoying it. So there's more trust factor that you create, and you create more connectivity because a lot of those delegated tasks require collaboration with others, and you get team building, and you get all sorts of benefits from doing that. So always remember, delegation is a key to the success of your company, to scalability and growth. So now that you've seen how beneficial delegation is, let's review some steps that you can get started with. So first, determine what you will delegate is a key point. Find out what you need to get off your plate. Try to quantify it, write it down. Because sometimes there's so much going on that you can't figure out what you want to delegate. But if you write it down and figure out these are the problems I have, and then from those problems, what tasks and jobs need to be done, then you can figure out, well, I can delegate this to that person, delegate that to that person. And you can go from there and you can write down a piece of paper if you wanted to. And that will help you a lot. Second thing, choose the right person to delegate to. In other words, find out which employees show interest in which activities. You will be able to place them in tasks they would enjoy. And they might even have the time to be really innovative in the position as well. The third thing is clarify the desired results. You must eliminate the word I thought. I repeat that. The word I thought, which is the works this way. I thought you said this. I thought you said that. I thought you meant this. I will thought you meant that. I'm going to go more in more details on this point in future podcasts, but I think it's simple enough right now to be able to take into action. Don't do things that people say, I thought you meant this, and no, I thought you, I thought I told you that. Be clear about your desired results. Fourth, clearly define the employee's responsibility and authority as it relates to the delegated task. You want to make sure that the employees are taking responsibility for the delegated tasks. Also, know where their authority lies within that delegation. It is important for the other employees to understand their coworkers' new tasks as well. So there isn't any confusion when it comes to workflow and priority. The fifth thing, establish a follow-up meeting or a touch point. Follow up frequently to prevent any miscommunication and to ensure targets will be hit on time. It also would help to have scheduled time for the employees to reach out for help should they need it. Keep in mind, even though it's tough to delegate, that it will ultimately benefit the company and allow others to grow. 
as you choose highly motivated people, they will see highly motivated results. I challenge you to make delegation as part of your processes, not just another task on a to-do list. Once you and your employees get on the path of delegation, you'll be able to see more time, more freedom to build the business towards more rewards, and you would build an exit business that you can be proud of. So to get my copy of the 23 actions you can take now to scale your business, click on the link below in this podcast, or if you want, you can go to theexitmindset.com slash 23. You'll also be able to subscribe to our email list where you can get the latest information on the exit mindset, tactics, and strategies to scale your business towards growth and having more time and freedom and results in your business. I'm Ramakali. Remember, action is everything. Use it or lose it. See you in the next podcast. You've just listened to the Exit Mindset Podcast with Ram Oculi. If you haven't yet subscribed or followed, please do so in your podcast listening app. Or better yet, visit ExitMindset.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our bonus content. Lastly, we want to help as many business owners as possible. If you know anyone that could benefit from the information given in this podcast, please feel free to share it with them. Until next time.